I'm Anya Bohm, and I'm a black diamond level seller with paparazzi accessories, as well as a team leader, trainer, and mentor. This podcast is here as a resource to give you training, words of wisdom from other top leaders, motivation, or even a kick in the pants. I speak from my heart and I hold nothing back. So if you're ready to start your business or take it to the next level, you've come to the right place. This is the Papa Rockstars Podcast. As business owners, we want our business to continue to grow and thrive, but there comes a point when even the best of us need to ask for help. Let's talk about how to hire an assistant and what you might need to know after you do in today's episode. Before we jump into that, head on over to paparockstars.com slash hiring, and that's where you're going to be able to print out today's episode. You can listen again and share it with your teams. Again, that link is paparockstars.com slash hiring. About 18 months ago, I reached a point where I was physically and mentally exhausted, and I knew I couldn't continue to build my business on my own any longer. I needed help, but I had no clue how to look for it, how to find, hire, and pay an assistant properly. So today, I'm going to walk you through the entire process I went through, so whether you're needing to hire someone to help you right now, or you just want this information for the future, it's going to be here for you. First of all, finding the right person to hire. Like I mentioned a minute ago, I was completely clueless when it came to doing any of this, and I was so super nervous. I mean, I would be turning over part of my business, almost like one of my children, to someone. I knew I needed to have someone I could trust to help me work my business and someone who would be super reliable. The first person I tried to hire was a teenager from our church group. She sounded really excited, but she never showed up to get training or to start working. And we tried communicating back and forth. It just didn't work out. So next, I posted to a local yard sale page in our area full of mamas with no response. It was seriously crickets. So a week or so later, I posted another post with a little more details. And that afternoon, two of my friends texted me saying that they were interested in the job. Now, I was thrilled because I knew both of those ladies and we were already friends, so I trusted both of them. So remember, you might need to ask a few times to find someone that you would want to help you out before you get a response. Secondly, be very specific about the tasks you want to hire them for. That was a lesson that I learned. Do you need them to help organize? Do you want them to file? Do you need them to help with shipping? Maybe you want them behind the scenes on your live show to help there. Include what you're wanting them to do on your posting online when you're asking for help, if you're going through like Facebook or social media. Also, how many hours a week are you needing them? Is it going to be a part-time gig? Is it as needed, full-time? This helps people to know if it's something that's going to fit into their lives or not. Also, talk to your friends. You might have a friend or a neighbor who's looking for a little bit of extra money on the side and has a few hours a week to help you with your bids. You might be surprised who actually responds to your needing help. So now you found your person. Now what do you do? You found your person that you're wanting to hire and, but now what, right? (laughs) I recommend starting with a trial period for both you and your new assistant. That way you can get a feel for each other in a working environment and see if working together is going to be a good fit. Then at the end of the trial period, you can have a discussion about what is working and what might still need help. And if for some reason things really aren't working out, then you're going to know it sooner rather than later. 
Next, depending on what you do and how you need them to help you will be how you move forward. For my assistants, they have their own set of tasks that they take care of, but when and how they do these is totally up to them. They set their own schedule. They decide when and and how to do these things. That means they fall under the category of independent contractors. If you set the hours of your assistant and then when they show up to work, you decide what they're going to do while they're here, that's considered an employee. Now, it's important to know the difference because when you're filing taxes, it's going to be different and same with their paychecks. I don't know much about the employee side of things because like I said, mine are independent contractors. So I would definitely recommend talking to your licensed tax professional for more details about that. I am not a tax professional, so be sure and and consult somebody about that. But for independent contracted assistance, I do know that they need to fill out a W-9 form. This is the independent contractors version of a W-2. Uh, You're going to use this information later on when you're filing your taxes. So be sure to discuss their wage. Also, it's important that you and they know how much they're going to be getting paid. Um, And then you need to discuss how you want them to clock in, when pay period ends, and when they should expect a paycheck. I run my pay periods every two weeks, and I usually cut checks in a day or two after the pay period ends. My assistants fill out a timesheet online, just a regular Google Sheet so that it's constantly available to both of us and it's backed up online. Each assistant has their own timesheet and we're not sharing information. I started out my assistants at about two to three hours a week and they were able to get their tasks done really easily in that time frame. As my business has continued to grow, they now put in five to 10 hours on the same tasks each. And we've added a few things that kind of made sense to their responsibilities that they didn't start out doing. It's been really fun to grow together and look back at where we were when I first hired them versus now. When should I hire an assistant? This is a is going to look different for everyone. I will say I wished that I'd hired someone a long time before I actually did. I was working and burning myself out with trying to keep with, up with orders and customers and sending out jewelry and coaching and leading my team. Keep track of how much jewelry you're selling and see if there's enough profit to have someone help you, even if it's just a few hours a day. It took me a little while to realize that if I had someone helping me with something like checking orders and filing them away in the drawers, that I would be able to invoice for orders and respond to someone who is interested in joining my team, or I could go live for another hour or do another party. While they were working, I could actually be earning more. I had grown my business as much as I could on my own, and to continue to grow, I had to ask for help. I'm going to say that again because it's so super important. You only have so many hours in a day, and there comes a point when your business gets so big that you cannot continue to grow on your own. You have to pull in help. So I had grown my business as much as I could on my own, and to continue to grow, I had to ask for help. For you, maybe the help needs to be a babysitter so that you can go live one more night a week, or maybe you have someone make you dinner once a week, or maybe you have someone to help you package and ship orders or invoice or clean your house or whatever that looks like. Decide on the tasks that you can step back from and still have the work home balance that you want, and then find someone to help you. Tax stuff. 
Let me start out by saying taxes, they give me a a headache every single year. I would rather do pretty much anything else, but it is important that you do them. So let's talk about what you need to know about taxes and your 1099 assistance. Now, this is the independent contractor like we talked about a few minutes ago. I'm going to put in another disclaimer here. I am not a tax professional. (laughs) This is the info that I was told by my tax professional and then I verified it online. So please, please, please consult your tax professional to be sure that you are recording and reporting your information accurately. Okay. So I got my assistance paid from month to month and I thought everything was easy peasy when it came to, you know, everything. (laughs) And then came January 1st. Turns out that if a non-employee like an independent consultant, makes more than $600 in a calendar year, you need to report their earnings to the IRS and they get a 1099 miscellaneous form from you. What? (laughs) I cannot tell you how confused I was by this. Seriously, the IRS website is just a big jumble of information because there are companies that pay their 1099 employees like hundreds of thousands of dollars. And so that compared to a small business where they get, you know, $200 a paycheck, it's definitely different information. So I just got so much conflicting information online, but here is what I finally narrowed it down to and discovered. Your non-employee, so your independent contractors need to get a 1099 miscellaneous form and you also need a a form 1096 to submit to submit each of these 1099 miscellaneous forms to the IRS. That is super confusing. So be sure and read those show notes so you can get all this straight. Okay. Also, you need to buy these tax forms. These are not free. (laughs) You can order them from Amazon or a number of other retailers, or you can purchase these forms from many office supply stores. Uh, the smallest packet I could find was 20 of the 1099 forms and three of the 1096s. Also, then I made a discovery. You can actually take care of most of what you need online. <laughs> That's a big yes, please from me. Office Max has a service that I used and I absolutely loved. And you can find that link in the comments where you can electronically fill out and file your tax documents for your employees. Pricing depends on how many forms you have to file and how many employees you have. Also, if you want to print, mail, and electronically file it or not. But the highest cost was $4.50 a person. And the forms at the store were $26.99. So for two people or for five people, I I feel like this is definitely the easiest option. I was able to fill out the information I needed in minutes and they were often a flash to the IRS. Now, it's important to... Remember, 1099 miscellaneous forms for non-employees are supposed to be mailed out by January 30th of each year. And even if you e-file, the IRS, they have to approve these forms before they're mailed out to your people. So the sooner you file them, come January 1st, the better. The, The approval of my forms took like two and a half weeks. So when January 1st rolls around, get these forms in. Firing an assistant. Let me also say that if your assistant isn't performing well, try to have a conversation with them before it gets to this point where you need to let them go. Do they need more training? Do they need different resources or a step-by-step process card? Do they not understand what they need to be doing or do they need to find a quicker way to accomplish their work? Let I mean, talk this out with them, but 
chances are if you're frustrated, they are too. I, I hope that you establish an environment where they feel comfortable talking to you. And if they have a concern or if they don't understand how to do something, they can talk to you about that. Uh, but you also need to be communicating clear expectations and standards. If they're going to be working with your customers directly or with more sensitive parts of your business, you can have them sign a non-compete and or a non-disclosure agreement just to protect you and your business. But sometimes things happen and you do need to let someone go. Firing an assistant may be the worst part of having help. I was never in a position before where someone's paycheck relied on me. And to be real, this part totally stinks. What I can say is to be direct and to get to the point. If you think someone should be let go, then let them go. Dragging your feet in the hopes the situation is going to get better doesn't help them and the situation never really gets better. I hear the phrase a lot, hire slow and fire fast in podcasts and trainings that I listen to, meaning take the time to get to know someone and see if they're going to be a good fit before you hire them. And then don't drag your feet when letting them go. That kind of comes back to the point I made before where you can do a trial period so that it's a little less solid and a little easier to let them go if it's not working out. No one wants to be the person to let someone go and no one wants to get let go, but not everyone is a good fit and it's like ripping off a bandaid. Better get it done quick and move on. I mean, it's easy enough to say, but earlier this year, I had to let one of my assistants go. I won't go into the details of why, but I will say that I cried for about a week. I called my parents. I called my brother. I talked to my husband. I cried some more. I tried to look for another a solution. And then ultimately I had to just put on my big girl panties and get the job done. It was awful. But when it was done, I felt so much better, like a weight had been lifted so I totally get that it stinks to do, but you'll thank me later. But here's an important part, like an, a huge important step. You have to be professional. You do not want something to come back to bite you later on. Even if they stole from you, mistreated your customers, sent packages to the wrong people, misfiled jewelry and made an utter mess, you have to represent yourself and your business with dignity and with pride. Do not badger them. Do not call them names. I think it's why a lot of people who are, um, you know, they use the, the, it's just not working out or I've decided to let you go <laughs> because it's unemotional and it's clear, but whatever you do, stay unemotional, especially if you're hurt or angry and be professional. I can't say that enough. You do not want to put your business in jeopardy by being unprofessional. So no matter what, be professional. <laughs> okay, that's it for today. Thanks so much for listening about hiring an assistant for your paparazzi business. Uh, don't forget, head on over to the podcast page at paparockstars.com slash hiring for today's show notes to listen again and share it with your teams. Have a rockin' week. <laughs>